Darkcast Network. Welcome to the dark side of podcasting. Welcome to Creepy Tapas, where we do the opposite of deep dives and bring you tiny tastes of terror connected by a common ingredient. True stories to haunt and chill you and the pop culture they inspired. Or at least the movies and books that remind us of them. Join us as we descend into darkness. Beginning with the lighter side of our weekly topic. And wrapping with a full dark, no stars account of terror, madness, murder, and more. It's Creepy Tapas, y'all. There is a great deal of evidence to suggest that people enjoy being scared when they know that they're in no real danger. For example, haunted houses. We're given the opportunity to experience a dangerous feeling and an emotional thrill while knowing that it'll be over and we can return to the safety of our homes and lives. I don't like it. So what happens when you wholeheartedly believe the monster is real? That it really could hurt you? What if the monster you're trying to avoid is the devil himself? What real horrors lie beyond the imagination in the real world where the truth is often more haunting than fiction? Come along, ghoul fiends, as we journey into darkness on today's episode of Creepy Tapas. sound of my voice and now you don't have a choice you've gotta hear it i'm on your radio butt waves (laughs) i'm on your radio butt hello ghoul fiends and welcome 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 it is i your host ash and jordan (laughs) (laughs) we killed that intro this week pal doing it doing it doing it well (laughs) So, it is spooky season. It is spooky season. And I'm really excited about that because Halloween is our most favorite holiday. Uh, Jordan's child was born Halloween adjacent. Mm, Adjacent. Yeah. and uh, He was due on Halloween, but he was late. Yeah. So, in the spirit of tardiness and embracing the spirit it. of tardiness we, he's late <laughs> we we usually do this really awesome halloween photo shoot every year and for either, his birthday yes for his birthday and um this one year we did this one where he dressed up like jason Voorhees, and these, these are costumes that he picks by the way like nobody he totally wanted to be jason that's just what he wanted because he's demented just like me <laughs> <laughs> i mean if haunted dolls told you anything Jordan was watching Child's Play when she was like two. So there's And that. some of the ones we're going to talk about today. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I wasn't two. I, you're exaggerating. You were two. I was like between eight and ten. In utero, her favorite In movie. utero. <laughs> Was it as a fetus? <laughs> no. So, so anyway, so Axel dressed up as uh, Jason Voorhees, and we did this photo shoot wherein he, you're chased me down and cut my head off. Yes. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, decapitated all I was over the place. And it was a really cool photo where he was like holding her head up by the hair, which sounds really weird to people who aren't fans of weird and unusual shit. Like we are, and hopefully you. That's the favorite, my favorite dear one. listener. Yes, we've done so many photo shoots, but that one is still my favorite. It's, it's amazing. It pissed off so many people. Oh, we, he yeah, was like oh five years old, wanted to be a serial killer for Halloween. <laughs> so we totally did it. Were so mad. I don't care. They can be mad. 
It scared a lot of people, too. That shit was hilarious. It did. It did. Her mom was like, oh, my God, Jordan, you got to warn me before you do things like this. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't get a warning. She's used to that. She is. Yvonne, if you're listening, sorry. She's not listening to us. No, she's she's not here. Our language would keep her away. Y'all are so dirty. We are very crass. (laughs) Very. Okay, so today we are going to talk about exorcism. Ooh, a very, 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 very creepy thing because so many people believe, not us, not the two people talking here, no, no. Uh, but many people believe that it is an actual possibility to be possessed by a demon. Mm. What do you think? What, where, where are you on this? I definitely don't think that it's a thing. You I think some people are fucking evil, but they're just scapegoating a damn demon that I don't know about it. Yeah. I don't know about it. <laughs> so so you think people like, for example, Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, like these people are just... Evil. Like straight the fuck up evil. Like you can't... Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're just a bad seed. It is what it is. Yeah. Like from the start kind of From deal. the start. Yeah. Um, I, I tend to disagree. Mm-hmm. As romantic as I think that notion is, I do believe that a lot of these people are a combination of born and made. I feel like there has to be something kind of wrong with you, but I think that your upbringing and any like subsequent trauma when you're a kid kind of acts as like a push. I wasn't excluding any of that. I just said it wasn't a demon. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, no. It's, yeah, environment yeah. totally plays. Oh, that. totally. Yeah. yeah, we we got sidetracked on serial killer talk. That's another episode. <laughs> Definitely not a demon. I can tell you that right. Fucking no, no, now. not yeah. demon. No, no one. That's what I'm worried. No about. one's hearing from the devil to kill their family. Nobody, nobody. I mean, I don't think so. No. Yeah, no. And if you are but again, I don't believe in any of that, so I can't believe in demons if I don't believe in the opposite. So you're you're not open to the possibility of. Maybe. Like, I I mean, I've said before, if I start believing in that shit, I got to believe in other things. And I'm just not ready to take that journey. <laughs> well, I wonder, um, you know, part of the appeal, it, for me anyway, in a possession movie is the... Um, the battle between good and evil, where whether you believe in demons or not, the demon can be representative of, you know, a, a monkey on the protagonist's back, whether that's, um, you know, spousal abuse or a drug issue or getting over the loss of a child. Like, there's so many different um, themes that kind of go around it. Um, sometimes you just pick up a bad statue. You know, sometimes you go to a yard sale and you just get you get a bad statue. But I, do, <laughs> you take it home and it possesses your kid. What yep. you know? What can I say? Haunted chest. Just don't. Yeah. What are those called? Dibuk boxes. Ooh, yeah. I think. Oh my god! I swear to God, I'm saying that wrong. No, I think you're right. Am I right? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Scary shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't believe in it. No, no. I don't think it's real. No. I mean, I'm right. not going to go get one. I could be wrong, though. I guess that's where Jordan and I differ. I, I believe that I could be wrong. I mean, I guess I could be wrong, but I, I'm also yeah. not going to go try it either. Well, I I don't know if the absence of evidence is evidence of absence. Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe we just haven't. <laughs> <laughs> the absence of what? So just because there's not Because any, there isn't evidence? Because there's not evidence for or against it, I cannot definitively say uh, 
I know. Like I've, I have a very agnostic sort of approach to a lot of supernatural things. Um, it, you know, d- do I think that God is crying and that's why it rains? Well, no, because we have like science that says that that's not what happens. <laughs> but you know, but do we do we uh, know about what happens when we die, or if there's like this underworld or different different uh, sort of dimension of you know uh, demons and evil things that come over and have like I don't know. I can't definitively. There is no science for Well, I mean, I guess I could really say that there isn't because I don't when know. It gets I ain't never died. That's when it gets, but yeah, no, I ain't never you know, died. I ain't never died neither. <laughs> but also, unless, oh my God, we might be dead right now. I don't. Maybe. Holy shit! If we were in an M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong movie, we would be dead right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, twist! <laughs> shit. I don't. I do not want. The hosts are really dead. <laughs> I don't want jump scares or any twists in my life. Like, <laughs> oh no, I don't want them in life. I love them in a movie, though. The practice of using uh, these religious rites to free a person from a supposed demonic possession stretches back thousands of years, and it spans many belief systems. I don't know about you, but when I hear the word exorcism, I think about the Roman Catholic ritual that was made popular by Linda Blair's Fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) Yeah, that shit was terrifying. It was the most horrifying... I'm sure everybody's on the same page as us that we are, of course, talking about the 1973 film, The Exorcist. So even though everybody like knows what an exorcism is and they're probably familiar with films and, you know, uh, we're going to talk later about some actual true crime that involves exorcisms. It's quite recent, surprisingly. But for most of the 20th century, exorcisms were incredibly rare in Western nations and often regarded with embarrassment by the Catholic authorities. So they're like really kind of not trying to have people talk about it for a minute. Especially controversial were traditions dealing with what historians call the presence or the belief that supernatural forces operate among us rather than in some transcendent realm. But many churches did believe that if they didn't modernize, they would lose the younger generation. As Catholic novelist Flannery O'Connor described, that's the pre- a fun name. That is, I don't you Flannery Flannery O'Connor. I mean, I don't want to have it, but it's no, still but fun it's a great say. name. Yeah, yeah. So he described the prevailing attitude in 1962 as being that quote the supernatural is an embarrassment. It is an embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, but how can you be Catholic and say that you're saying that a virgin got pregnant? Oh yeah, true. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't, don't know. I feel like it all kind of contradicts itself the... throughout the. I don't. No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. What? What am I? A fucking theologian? Theologian? No, I'm not. Theologist? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! You know, obviously not. not. I just don't know. If if it's an embarrassment, please. Okay, Catholics, make it make sense. Creepytoppers at gmail dot com. Just uh, you know, re. We don't understand Catholicism. I don't know that it could make sense for me. <laughs> Probably not for me either, but <laughs> we can try to have some some grown-up discourse and a rousing discussion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I ain't hating. Believe whatever you want. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Don't don't get it twisted. We're not hating on yeah, anybody's yeah, no religion. No hating whatsoever. Yeah. As long as you ain't hurting anybody. Yeah. Feel free. Believe whatever you want. Do what you want. want. Do what you want. You pride of unicorns. I don't give a shit. Ironically, as the church tried to modernize... The counterculture had a growing interest in the occult, popularizing books and films that paved the way for The Exorcist. Mwahaha, that's us. That is us. <laughs> that fucking counterculture. We're God. a bunch of rebels. A bunch of motorcyclists and 
I don't ride motorcycles. Them things are scary. Chap wearing cigarette smokers. I don't wear chaps either. I smoke, what? but I don't wear chaps. You wear chaps all the time. No, the fuck I You yeah. are wearing chaps right now as we speak. I am not wearing chaps. Okay, let it let the record show. I got sweatpants on. That Jordan is wearing assless. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just cut that out? I'm be giving people my full name. That's my fucking government name. Well, she has assless leather okay, chaps no. on. All of that's got to go. It's all <laughs> going to be there. <laughs> I got on sweatpants. You say potato. I dress like a frat boy. <laughs> we do. Actually, we both kind of look like homeless frat boys. <laughs> we do. <laughs> I feel sorry for my husband sometimes. You're like the Beyonce of homeless frat boys, though. I mean, I think I'm cute. But yeah, shit. you're like the you're the Beyonce of I homeless don't, frat boys. Yeah, it's just sweatpants, though. Well, you're killing it. You're killing it, pal. Living life in you sweatpants. Know? She's living her best life. I am in my sweatpants. The film became a social phenomenon, and suddenly priests were being inundated with people demanding exorcisms. Demanding them. Can you imagine? <laughs> Give me an exorcism. Exercise me. Exercise me. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they couldn't really turn you down. <laughs> That's really aggressive. Okay. <laughs> Why are you so mad for it? What are you mad about? I'm possessed. I've got demons. <laughs> I got demons too, but you got to calm down. <laughs> Listen, pal, we've all had demons. Okay? We all got demons. Can you imagine what, what that help desk is like? <laughs> I don't want to be that customer support. Ring, ring, ring. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I have demons. I'm sorry. Are you are you going to exercise me? No. Fuck. <laughs> Shit. If this is an emergency, <laughs> hang up and call 911. <laughs> Fart ass bitch whore. <laughs> See, I couldn't do it. I'd just laugh at everybody. You would just... <laughs> So the phone wouldn't stop ringing. Quote, they called looking for an instant fix, pleading with me to expel their own demons, their kids' demons, demons. What? Hang on. <laughs> I need demons. to start. <laughs> <laughs> and even their cats' demons. <laughs> <laughs> their kids' demons' demons. <laughs> even their cats' demons. <clears throat> cats ain't got no demons. They're just mean. Well, that is according to alleged child molester, reverend, and actor, William O'Malley. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so in case you didn't know, the priest in the movie The Exorcist was actually a reverend in real life. Oh, word? Yep. Well, shit. William O'Malley. Oh, uh, well. Yep. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, many conservative Catholics loved The Exorcist, which kind of surprised me. That is surprising. Yeah. Right, right. Because usually, I uh, yeah, they would they uh, would be like that sacrilegious. Take it down. Yeah, I would imagine so. You know. So moving <laughs> on, uh, Catholic traditionalists or conservative Catholics, if you're nasty, capitalized on this new demand for exorcisms, claiming that modernization had left Catholics vulnerable to demonic attack. Okay. So we need we need because we were talking about it, they were all of a sudden more vulnerable. Oh no, everybody knows about it. Now they're going to get them. Well, well they they liked they liked the exorcist because they said that modern society had pissed God off and left us all vulnerable. So it was really cool that the exorcist movie exists because it was bringing Enlightening people to everybody. the church. Yeah, it was it was like scaring people to God, which uh, as we all know, which is exactly what it does yeah. any oh. 
Um, whenever whenever I try to bond with a child, the first thing I do is I I grab it by its shoulders as tightly as I can. <laughs> and I get it right up eye level to me and I say, listen to me, you motherfucker. <laughs> if if you don't love me, I swear to God. And and then they pee I'll their pants. On fire. And I'm telling you what, pal, if you can make a kid piss themselves while you're staring into their soul, you got them forever. That, that's your buddy for life. Oh, uh, oh, really? <laughs> I mean, just ask the Catholics. That's what they're... I feel like that's kind of what fear. they do with religion. Fear, you know? They scare you into believing. Yeah. Believe in this or burn or in die. the basement. You burn in the basement. I'm going to set you on fire in the shack. <laughs> Get poked with some demons. <laughs> going to live in the or fire shack because you were naughty. Some demons. Damn, I don't know how to use words poking, today. Poke it, demon. Poking it. <laughs> So it's weird because historically exorcism has also been a way to attract new converts because of this reason, which is so unexpected. When I was researching this, I was like, what? I guess after some people, (laughs) some people saw the movie and they thought the movie possessed them. Of course they did. So they became super duper interested in Catholicism and started attending mass. Because they were interested in demons. Well, because they were worried that... Oh, that they were they were going to get a demon. Oh, no, I caught a demon. They done caught a demon. I done caught a demon. Because they watched a movie about oh a God. demon. Yeah. <sighs> well... Because Pazuzu, who... Pazuzu. Who is the demon that possesses... That's a fun uh, thing to say, isn't too. It, isn't it fun? It is fun. Shitball. I can't remember her name. The little girl... Reagan. Possesses Reagan. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. Yes. I hate, oh, you know, I know Reagan. Reagan, if you ever hear this, bless, honey, you're a sweet, sweet child, but fuck, man, your name, if I don't think about vomited up pea soup every time. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Walking down the stairs backwards. Oh, girl, peeing your pants in the kitchen. Ugh. That Upside scene down. where oh, she just. Oh, yeah, where she just pissed in the floor. And she has like the straight look on her face. Yeah. Like she's totally unfazed. Like kids are already kind of creepy, y'all. They really are. But that scene. Well, now, mine sleepwalks, and he'll, he sleepwalks and pees on stuff. Mm-mm. So he's, you know, dead stare, sleepwalking, just peeing in garbage cans right in the middle of the living room, on the foot of the bed, wherever he feels like. I don't know. Thank God I don't know my... what's going on in his dreams. He's just walking around the house peeing on stuff. Now, I'm so grateful he never did that when I lived there. Like, oh I never God. woke up to, like, Axel in my room peeing. Like, <laughs> that would have scared Life's an adventure. <laughs> kids you know i uh, i don't know what i would do without him he's wonderful i just love him he's great he's a mess though he's yeah god mm. the things that i deal with <laughs> so people started attending mass because they were worried that watching this movie had somehow affected them because they probably did and you know the catholics loved it yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Because they got you, all kinds of attention. Totally. And if your business is in, in decline. Your business. <laughs> because of draconian social principles and a child sex scandal, you got to fucking take what you can get, friend. That's you know what I'm true. saying? I mean, at that point, no press is bad press. Catholic business had a rough go for a while. It huh? was tough. It yeah. was tough. Well. You know? I mean, we don't take too kindly to child molestation. We don't take Lou kindly to that. <laughs> we don't take too kindly to child molestation. No. <laughs> no, sir. We we got our own brand of justice here. We'll put a demon right up in your butthole. <laughs> right in your butthole. <laughs> That's the sound of demons. <laughs> Going in your butthole. Right up in there. <laughs> so, <laughs> exorcism has, since then, become more mainstream in Catholic culture, as well as evangelical and Pentecostal culture. In 2013, a YouGov poll found that 
you know what? I'm going to let you guess. What percentage of Americans believe in demonic possession, do you think? You think it's over 50% or under 50%? Probably over, because we're gullible. We are right there at 51%. Yeah, I would have assumed it was higher. You know, same. And it really, like, when I, like, I know that was 2013, but it really explains what the fuck happened in 2020. I feel like everybody, it's like friggin' idiocracy. It really I is. I swear that is it where really we're headed. Is. I've been saying it for fucking 10 you years have been. now. You have been. You we are slowly up. getting dumber and dumber, and that's how they, they keep us dumb, so we don't know things. That's how We don't do know it. what they're doing, and we then they can know. manipulate us. And in case anyone's wondering, we are wearing tinfoil hats right now. <laughs> yep. I got my tinfoil hat. Don't That's worry. Right. They are Gucci. I don't have a Gucci tinfoil hat. <laughs> well, at the same time as fanatical belief is on the increase, the Catholic church attendance continues to fall, which is kind of antithetical to, you know, everyone's uh, belief in the supernatural is going up, but people, for some reason, don't want to believe in the most supernatural sect of Christianity that there is. Odd but whatever. This trend reflects a larger pattern of cultural polarization in America between secular and growing conservative groups. Um, in fact, weirdly, exorcism has played a prominent role in the culture war. In 2018, Chicago priest Reverend Paul Kalchik was removed from his position by his local archbishop for saying a prayer of exorcism while setting fire to a rainbow flag with a group of parishioners. Quote, U.S. church homosexual scandals, a sequel to the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. So in case you were wondering what I've been up to, Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, apparently. Yep. Now, in that story, isn't there like... I don't know those stories. Well, fuck, pal. You grew up in the South. You got to love Dolly Parton and know the Bible. I do love Dolly Parton, but <laughs> I don't know the Bible at all. I mean, I guess I grew up in church, but I didn't pay attention. And by the time I was old enough to question it, I sure did. And then I just started believing what I wanted. And then, which is not that if you have to be scared into believing something, it ain't worth it. And people shit, who use like, their religion to hate other people, they're misusing religion. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And doing performing a fucking exorcism over a flag that's supposed to be about like unity like it's such a, it's such a it's a meaningless gesture but it's a but what it stands for is so just nasty and yeah you know it is nasty it's just so nasty so so apparently people believe in it enough as recently as 2018 to <laughs> But this is the kind of person who who believes, right? There is an 18th century Spanish missionary who is credited with and long praised by the church for bringing Roman Catholicism to the Western U.S. Uh, I mean, was it just him, though? I'm sure. No, I'm sure. I'm it sure wasn't. it came from I'm many sure places. He was probably a shitty little credit monger and just was like, "It was I. I did, I did this. It was me. I did it. I did it." I've never heard of him before, but his name is Father Junipero Serra. In 2020, protesters were going really, really, really hard on his image. Apparently, many Native Americans were forced to abandon their culture. And they faced brutal punishment. And for this reason, people just hate the guy. I mean, can you blame him? Not really. No. So people toppled over a statue, and in defense of 
the 18th century Spanish missionary who likes to murder people who disagree with him. <laughs> the archbishop, who's like the guy in control of like that specific region of Catholicism. Okay. Performed an exorcism with 150 fucking supporters to get rid of the evil energy of the protesters. Because he wanted to focus on like raising up and respecting Father Sarah in his memory. So like an exorcism of the ground? Yeah, it was like an exorcism of the grounds. Okay. So I guess... Can the ground be haunted or possessed or whatever you want to call it? Can I the mean, demons go in the ground? Somebody tell me, please. Do you... Now, if... Can the, they inhabit my garden? Like, are my flowers might. going to get... Uh. I, I just don't know what to do now. What if my bush gets a demon? What if my tree gets a demon? And then the next time it storms... Branches start falling into my roof and start shooting through shit. See, now that's opened up a whole new world of shit that I didn't believe before. Yeah, and now... This is why... Now you have to think about, like, the cost of a new roof. Don't believe in any of it. I mean, you can't, because you really do fall into this rabbit hole of, like, now I'm calculating what a new roof costs, because there's a tree... Because there's a tree that could yeah. get a demon in it, and then I don't, ha I don't have a priest. You know, and what do you what do? What do I do? Do you get a smut? Like, does the priest get a smut Can stick? I get, like, ordained real quick online? Yeah, like, what kind? Does then it have I to be Catholic? I, d I have no idea. I The whole thing. If if you or a loved one is a ghost, if you are a loved one or a demon, <laughs> and you can reach out to us at creepytapas at gmail dot com and let us know. Did you just ask a ghost to reach out to us? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Just checking. <laughs> or the ghost of a loved one. You know, if, if you were a, a loved one or you know? a demon, yeah, or a demon. I mean, if you're if you find yourself possessed by a demon, you might even yeah. Like, let us know what's up. Let us know. Send us a voice message. You know, record a video of yourself uh, being possessed. Well, I don't know that I need all that. Oh. I need it. Oh. <laughs> I, okay. I Make need... Make sure you're fully closed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Once again, we do yeah. not want dick pics. No dick pics. No dick pics. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, and if you are interested, like, if you feel as though, I don't know, somebody planted, like a ghost in your yard and now it's like terrorizing can you plant them or do they just go in there by themselves well i don't know maybe you can plant them if like you murder someone well if you're an evil protester maybe you carry demons around in your shoes and that's how they get slammed into the ground oh see i figured right. it out i figured it out is that what a waffle stomp is i no, no. that's disgusting no <laughs> <laughs> but kind of oh um. What? <laughs> you would bring some nasty shit up. <laughs> I just heard that term the other day and I don't understand it. I ain't Googled it yet. Oh my God. It's when you shit in the bathtub and then stomp it so down the drain. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> I really hope nobody actually does that. <gasps> what? <laughs> Oh, I just had uh, you didn't even know what you were talking about when you brought it up. No, it just sounded like <laughs> fun. Like fun. Yeah. <laughs> the things that sound fun and that are really fucking gross. Ah, uh, so we were talking about planting ghosts, right? Were we yes, planting ghosts, and then you started waffle stomping. <laughs> <laughs> Got me thrown all off. I was not waffle stomping. I would like to be clear about that since this is not a visual Inquisitive medium. of the waffle stomp. <laughs> Just a fun word. It's not fun. It's gross. A fun word it's that gross. I heard. 
so and if you're interested, like if if you think that there's been a ghost planted and you need exorcism rites, you can actually Google them. Mm-hmm. And the official Catholic Church website, because every good business has a website, um, you can go and you can see for yourself the exorcism rites. You can read them. So like you can read them to yourself. You can read them. Yes. Well, but can't they get like tech support? You know, I mean, they could do like a video chat. Well, I mean, can I get a Zoom meeting? I didn't see any information Zoom about meeting, that. exorcism. <laughs> Get your Zoom meeting, exorcism. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, fuck it, really, you know? <laughs> I feel like if you can read it in a PDF and perform it yourself, you could probably do it. I can't it. read Latin. I mean, I took Latin. It's not in Latin. Oh, my God. Then it's not a real exorcism well, ritual. It's got to be in Latin or I it don't it, work. Demons a, speak Latin. Well, the demons don't speak Latin. The demons speak Latin because they don't like religious speak. Demons speak Latin. If you or your loved one is a demon <laughs> and you know what language is spoken in the demon world. I actually don't know. Please let us know. But you would think, you would think that interest would wane but almost 40 years after The Exorcist, man, we're still going. <laughs> we're still going. That's but, why we're here. <laughs> yeah. Possession films are still being released. They're making a fucking killing in the box office. From low-budget found horror such as Paranormal Activity and Veronica to Hollywood megadramas like The Right and modern tales like Hereditary, movies dealing with demonic possession just sell the shit out of tickets. I, I mean, I love them. They scared the fuck out of me, but I love them. Some of them scare me. Which one? Uh, I like the story. I really like the right. That one was good. That was a good one with old. Uh, I don't know that I've seen any of the other ones. Old Andy Hopkins. I never watched Paranormal Activity. I don't like found footage. That shit is boring. So I saw Paranormal Activity in that shit is boring. The movies when it came out, and I was living alone in a little tiny trailer. And you scared the shit out of and yourself. And I scared didn't the shit you? out of myself. Of course you yes, did. You I probably did. had a fucking yeah. panic attack. Oh, it was awful. It was awful. I did not sleep well. There was like, <laughs> cat, you know, I used to tell you that there would be like cats and people underneath because I lived <laughs> on like, like in, in a beach area where there were like stilted houses and places that had like hollow out like underneath your house. So all night I heard like cats and stuff like normal, but it was like extra because I was like, oh my God, demon. Oh my god, it's a ghost. It's here. (laughs) Um, So yeah, the only one I've seen is The Right. But it was really good. I liked it. We saw The Exorcist, too. I did. Oh, yeah. 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 How many times did you say Just the ones you listed just now. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen... You haven't seen Veronica? Mm, I don't think so. What is it about? It's, it's, um, It's a Spanish... It's subtitled. It's a Spanish movie about a girl who fucks with a Ouija board with her girlfriends in the basement of a high school. And, uh... Well, you know, you can take it from there. I mean, that's your standard. But apparently it's based on a true story. People say it's the scariest movie on Netflix. I disagree. Um, I don't know what the scariest movie is on Netflix. It sure ain't got a Ouija board in it. But it, yeah, it, it ain't. <laughs> that ain't it. So a sign of these movies' popularity is given by the fact that they will frequently make shitloads of money in the box office while being pooped on by critics. So people are usually like, oh, yeah, that they movie literally is pooping on them. They do. They're like, that movie sucked, man. But like, the people loved it. Like, yeah. I love movies that they give shitty reviews for. Yeah. And then too. ones that they give amazing reviews for are, I just, I don't know. They're usually like, 
blowing something out of proportion, like saying something's great that I'm I feel like, like they it's... hype up the ones that have more money. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel well, it's so some much sort of, of getting paid like off that. system. Yeah. I don't know how they do it, but a lot of the movies they yeah. give good reviews for, I just they're not really that good. It, no, I agree. I don't understand it. Yeah, it's really bizarre. I think it's like you said, I think a lot of it has to do with finances, you know. Mm. Um, so we're gonna take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about the true story that inspired The Exorcist. I got to go to the bathroom and exercise a little demon of my own. A little demon? You got you got a little tingle? Just got a little demon. I got to I don't know if I don't know if it's going to be tinkling. Uh oh. We were talking about the movie The Exorcist, yeah, and how uh, one of the one of the biggest claims is that it was actually based on a true story, which is terrifying because like fuck that movie all day it's it's super duper scary i i can't imagine honestly believing in the devil and believing that like that could happen because it is really horrifying yeah fuck if i believed in the devil that shit would have scared the hell out of me other than that it was a really good story i liked the movie i know a lady who's super duper southern lady and she told me that she had the book in her house and she threw it in the trash she started reading it, and she felt like it was like having the devil in her house. Mm, that sounds about right. Yep. Of course it did. Yeah. So the movie possessed people, and the book made people feel like they had the devil in their house. Pretty, oh. pretty funny. And we all know the story. Um, there's a young girl, Linda Blair plays. Her name is Reagan. She's possessed by this mysterious entity called Pazuzu, who's this like <laughs> – he's got like a little mohawk. He kind of looks like a cat, angel, demon – I mean, he just kind of looks like a rocker. He kind of looks like a po- uh, like a punk rocker. Yeah. I mean, not scary. Yeah, no, he's not scary at all. And mm. actually, like, he's not scary. Uh, he's a-, a symbol of protection. Oh, really? Yes, in the ancient He Mesopotam- wasn't protecting shit in that movie. Uh, in that movie, he would not protect in a motherfucking thing. Because he is um, a part of the ancient Mesopotamian religion. And he is a protection spirit for pregnant women and mothers. Okay. He was not looking out for Reagan's mom. No, no. No, no. Because Reagan's mom was not happy with any of the things that were going on. I know. I can't imagine. No. That shit would have been terrifying as a mother. Which is weird because she bought it at the yard sale. I can't actually, I can't remember how they got that little creepy demon. Somebody bought it in some fucking place. Was it an estate sale because old boy died that had it? Yeah, maybe. You know, honestly, I don't remember. I can't remember either. I'll it's I- been a long time since I've seen that movie. You know, and I really... Yeah, I remember the real graphic scene. Your mother sucks cocks in hell! Yes, that. I yeah. remember that. <laughs> but, you know, how she actually got possessed, I don't know that I remember. Um... It it had a lot to do with this little statue friend. Yeah, a little punk rocker guy. Little punk rocker guy. He's yeah. like a little punk rock fairy. His it, wings are even <laughs> like fairy. <laughs> they really are. Okay, yeah. so yeah. punk rock fairy possesses this girl. Yes. So <laughs> the Exorcist is based on a book by William Blatty, whose inspiration to write the book was based on a case that he read while he was a student at Georgetown University. So the novel was adapted two years later. That's it. Just two years later into Friedkin's 1973 film. And people were scared shitless. When this movie hit theaters, 
people flipped the fuck out. They passed out during screenings. They left early. They cried. They screamed. They even protested it. People are so goddamn dramatic. Oh, my God. You know, Calm the fuck down. It's just a movie. (laughs) I swear. (laughs) That's rumored. I don't know if this is true or not. It probably is. Bunch of crazy assholes. Yeah. The original theatrical cut had really small scenes, like a graphic scene of like a dead animal or like of, you know, of some red face painted demon, but it would only show it for like half a second. Like subliminal messaging. Right. And what what would happen is people would be watching the movie with their friends and they'd be like, oh my God, did you see that? And they'd be like, see what? Because the other person would have blinked or maybe been distracted for a second Mm. and not seen it. So people thought they were having like demonic possessions and hallucinating. And so they started to lose their goddamn minds. People are so goddamn dramatic. Yes. I do know that it is a fact that um, people running the theaters had smelling salts for people who fainted. (laughs) Well, that's nice of them. Imagine instead of there being the warning for epilepsy, it's like... In the in the event of passing out, smelling salts will be provided. <laughs> I mean, I watched that movie for the first time when I was like maybe a preteen, and it didn't scare me to the point of fainting. I probably would have. And shit at that my point pants. in time, I still was kind of religious, and I didn't faint. Did you? I didn't think I was possessed by a demon when you were a little religious. Did you believe just in the a devil? little bit? Just a little bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess. I don't remember. I was a kid. And, I, you know, you're just kind of made to do. Then when you get old enough to decide on your own, you don't have to do it no more. That is very so, true. Yeah. Know, there were a lot of things that led to my revelations. It's still hard in the area. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we do live on the buckle. Right in the Bible Belt. Mm-hmm. So there's actually this really fun film that I found of people running out of the theater. <laughs> What? It's really, really fun. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show it to you really quick. Is this like an? It's a real video. Yeah, but from the original showing. Yeah. Like in the 70s. Yeah. How the hell did they get their hands on this footage? I mean, it's it's because people were. It was crazy. Like everybody was going crazy. Everybody was going crazy. They're like, let's yeah. just tape it. Somebody 50 years from now is gonna want to watch this. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, we just watched it together, and uh, Jordan has a bee in her bonnet. A bee in my bonnet. You got a bee These in your bonnet. Just dramatic. Like I said, bitch was crying. Why? Why? <laughs> Come here, I'll give you something to fucking cry about. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it was scary. Yeah, I get being scared, but holy shit. And that one girl, I just wanted to see if it'd make me throw up. Yeah, I liked her. I liked that. It was funny. Okay. Like, all right, man. I don't go to the movies to try to throw up. It's like people who get drunk to throw up. Like, I'm all throw up tonight and be sick as fuck. Like, who wants to do that? Yeah, I'm going to put my tongue down a girl's throat after I heave. Like a crazy, Ew, gross. It's gonna be like problem child on the tilt a whirl up in here. Way farther than me. <laughs> I people do that. I'm gonna they get do. sick tonight. They do. They do. And that's their goal. Crazy. <laughs> Why you wanna throw up? It's awful. So all of that seems really melodramatic. Right? Like, we see that and we're like, Jesus Christ, there's a girl in there. Like, I had a friend in there. I just, I just had don't to get out. Yeah, I don't want to leave her alone. Oh, it's- my God. I, she's fine. But, you know, as much as I would like to, to say, like, oh, that's that was a marketing ploy. No. All of that was real. People who were alive. Like, I know people who were alive 
at the time who were like, no, no, people were freaking out. Like, it was scary as fuck. Yeah, I mean, it's scary, but... like, Sharon, go go ask your grandparents about when The Exorcist came out. Go on, <laughs> go on. We'll be here. Your Chirin, grandparents. Go, Sharon, ask them how it went. Go ask them how it went. Um, it was, like, traumatic. People said that it fucked him up for a long time. No one had ever seen anything like it. I'm sure they never had seen anything like it. Like I said, I've seen it once. I have no intention. They're rebooting it. I've well, the crucifix scene really sticks with you. It does. It I does. can see that really yeah. fucking with people in the 70s when shit was a lot less, you know. Absolutely. Or I guess things were a lot more censored. Well, things were a lot more censored, and and the movie um, originally was given an X rating. It was actually banned in several countries, you know, I mean, for several reasons. They they use um, the C word frequently, Mm. you know? Don't Um, nobody like the C word. Don't nobody like that. And, uh, yes, the the way that the crucifix was used is pretty rough. I mean, that shit was gross. But Linda Blair, they did a lot of practical effects, and Linda Blair acted the fucking shit out of that role. Yeah, she did. She just killed it and you know she many people know so i'm not going to get into it here there's there's plenty of exorcist deep dive podcasts linda blair if you ever meet her she does not like talking about it bring up any other project she did you can look up her imdb there are others if you ever have the opportunity to meet her at a horror convention and get her autograph get your picture be cool maybe tap dance around this role because she didn't enjoy it she had permanent injuries to her spine uh from the bed flipping scenes it was actually really traumatic to film yeah i bet it was yeah yeah, it's it's not. It's kind of like bleh to her. I never really thought about it like that. She was fourteen, uh, so she shot right. it. She shot it when she was probably like t- thirteen to fourteen. Took a little bit of time, but yeah, that that's <clears> a lot. That that's a lot. That's a whole lot. That was actually. I don't a, know that I would have been cool with my thirteen-year-old daughter playing a role like uh, that. Yeah. I'm like, well, I think mm. we're gonna pass on this one. I I think there's definitely, like I said, there are other podcasts that do deep dives, but there's definitely a lot to unpack, and that's why we've been here talking about it for so long. Usually on this podcast, you know, we just give you little tiny bites, and you know, we keep mentioning The Exorcist, but it. Even though it's only, like, really this one film. Like, yeah, there there are sequels, but fucking... Well, and there's a ton, a ton of Exorcist films. Yeah. Exorcist of Emily Rose. That one was pretty good. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was based on a true story, too. It was. Annalise Michelle, who we're going to talk about in a little while, Oh, too. look at me bringing yeah. shit up mm-hmm. early. Look at that. Whoa. Look at that. So all of that hype, right, for this movie... This one little movie, this one piece of art. Surely the origin story is some mind-melting nightmare shit, Nah. No? Nah. Nah. Or maybe it's just a case of a dramatic youth throwing dramatics to manipulate some overindulgent parents, perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. Either way. a little psychopath. Maybe, maybe. In the late 1940s, priests performed a series of exorcisms on this boy who we are going to call Roland Doe, which, by the way, um, he's been identified since his death in 2020, but I don't care. Even though he's dead, like, they they said his real name. I'm sh- I, Like, why? Like, he kept himself anonymous his entire life. I feel like in death we need to still respect that. So we're just going to carry on calling him Roland Doe. So anyway. After being given a Ouija board by his Aunt Harriet as a birthday present. Happy birthday. Yeah. Well, you know, kind of weird stuff started happening around the house. Have you ever played with a Ouija board? Yes. Yes. Did anything happen? No. 
<laughs> you moved the panchat, didn't you? I didn't move shit. It didn't do nothing. I wanted it to work. I wanted it to work real bad, but it didn't do nothing. Nothing? No, no, nothing. I mean, we like set ourselves up for failure one time and did it outside in the dark and, you know, in the middle of the night and all that, you know, tried to make it real creepy, had little candles and shit and the wind was blowing and, you know, the tree starts snapping and you freak yourself out because you're 12 outside in the dark, but no, nothing ever happened. Mm. I, uh, I never played with one because my mom was always like... Absolutely not. <laughs> you gonna get a demon? Yeah, no, for real. She was like, "You are, you are absolutely one hundred and ten percent not allowed to have that in the house." I just don't think that any mass-produced game board has. I just you. You mean to tell me you don't think like fucking Parker Brothers after afterlife? <laughs> yeah, I know. You don't think Parker, Parker Brothers, Brothers and Hasbro fucking, yeah. they do not have connections with the afterlife? Well, like. It's not, I don't, I don't think that's the thing. Maybe if you get some, like, handmade, ancient Ouija board that, Ooh. you know, I don't know. You get that, but you get that Pinterest Ouija. But not a fucking cardboard piece of shit no. with a plastic planchette. Like, no. You're not doing anything. Is it planchette or panchette? Is it I don't planchette? fucking know. I don't fucking. I don't know. Are you a Ouija board? Do you know Are what you the little Ouija glass thing enthusiast? is called? <laughs> Give us a buzz and let us know. I don't know what it is. So, Auntie Harriet, beloved Auntie Harriet, the one who who bequeathed this <laughs> bequeathed. gift of of demonic torment to her that lovely bitch. nephew Roland. Well, she passed away. I bet she didn't like him very much. She might not have. Oh, that's why she gave him that fucking possessed game board. You know, I don't know. Apparently, they they were they were friends. They were friendly, and it was a good gift. But, you know, you never know. She might have been one of those aunts. Maybe just, he just really you know, wanted one. Maybe. Maybe he didn't realize that he was planting he ghosts. He was like me. You know? I want a damn my buddy doll. Exactly. Like, I want a Ouija board. I want to talk to the dead people. Well, this was the 1940s. Which they believed they could talk to dead people with them. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were not very uh, wise to the ways of the physical realm. I mean, they probably were. I don't know. I didn't live then. I was born in the what 80s. What the fuck are we? Historians? Like, I'm not. Uh, fucking, you know. Elder millennial. Yeah. You know. So apparently after Aunt Harriet's death, the family experienced strange noises, furniture moving of its own accord, and ordinary objects such as vases flying or levitating when the boy was nearby. So that's fun. Imagine if Axel was just like hanging out and like, I don't know, shit just started flying around. Um, I would think he was like telekinetic and I would start using that shit for my benefit. Like, Axel, think about getting me a Mountain Dew. <laughs> I was just about to say, get me a Mountain Dew. Think about getting me a Mountain Dew. So I'm on the phone with her one day. Um, Her son is what, maybe like three, I want to say. He was yes. like a year and a half old. Oh, oh, he was little. He was, yeah, that's why I was so excited about it, because it had finally paid off. Like, all that hard work for a year and a half, and he could go walk and get me a Mountain Dew. It was amazing. He was probably two, maybe one and a half. I, th- I think, yeah, I was like, too ah, much credit. Ah, ah, ah. But it was awesome. She was on the phone. She's like, oh, my God, it just paid off, pal. It just paid off. All he of just it. Went, all of it. All of it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 
So it would be pretty fucking scary is, is the summary if your child was just like hanging out in the living room and fucking like the, the Roku remote flew past your head. I would think he was a superhero. I'd be like, holy shit, call the super friends. All right. Oh, no, I wouldn't want to tell anybody because I'd be afraid that the government would want to take him and do experiments. Oh, yeah. Might be like, like my superhero staying home with me. That's right. Give me That's a Mountain right. Dew. Think Give about me- getting me a Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> now you sit here and think about getting me a Mountain Dew so that mama doesn't have to move. So the family turned to their pastor, Luther Miles Schultz, for help. Long interested in parapsychology, Schultz arranged for the boy to spend a night in his home in order to observe him, which sounds sketch as fuck, by the way. I, listen, I'm not accusing this man of anything. I just the priest wanted think to stay the night with the boy. Maybe odd that, you know, I, he just, it was innocent. It just, he just wanted to observe. You couldn't observe him in his home? You couldn't spend the night over there where his parents were? Oh, went? he wanted him to stay the night at his yeah. house? Oh, see, that, I missed the, I missed it. Yeah, yeah. I'm caught up now, sorry. No, that, it's okay. That is gross. Fuck him. Yeah, no, it's icky. He could have stayed the night with the boy, he with his stayed, parents yeah. there. Like, with, with people, like, it just it just seems odd to me. Yeah, that's inappropriate. Why yeah. would he even suggest that? Mm, I don't know. So when parapsychologist J.B. Ryan learned that Schultz claimed he witnessed household objects and furniture seemingly moving by themselves, Ryan, quote, wondered if Schultz unconsciously exaggerated some of the facts. Schultz advised the boy's parents to see a Catholic priest. I just, again, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and accuse people of things i just think it's odd that after spending an evening alone with with this man in his house that the symptoms were further exacerbated Mm. yes in unprovable Mm -hmm. undocumented ways like it's just him saying yeah this is what i saw saw it yeah like nobody else he could have said anything was there so yeah it just it just seemed it seemed really um maybe something Dramatic happened in the evening to make everything get worse. In the book Possessed, the true story of an exorcism by Thomas B. Allen, Allen says, The consensus of today's experts is that Roland was just a deeply disturbed boy, nothing supernatural about him. Well, nobody said he was a superhero. They said he was possessed. There is a difference, apparently. There is a difference between super... Superheroes can do all kinds of fun shit, and possessed people do all kinds of evil shit, apparently. Supernatural means that you open doors with your mind. Superhero means that you fight villains with your fists. (laughs) Another author... Mark Opasnik questioned many of the supernatural claims associated with the story, proposing that Roland Doe was simply a spoiled, disturbed bully who threw deliberate tantrums to get attention or to get out of school. I mean, he's a young boy. I've seen some temper (laughs) tantrums, but I've never uh, assumed that a child was possessed by a demon because of it. Well, like, there was apparently 43 people witnessed the various... Well, yeah, the, the various exorcisms of this boy because they did a lot of them. Oh. Yeah, they did. The reason this is like such a popular thing is because they did like a shit ton of exorcisms on this kid over like a period of years. Okay, well, that's just more evidence that the kid wasn't possessed. Right. He was just like, a shithead. <laughs> well, like you, you can't take care of it. Like, why are we still fucking here? Like, you can't like exercise the damn demon. Well, maybe there wasn't a demon. Oh. 
the kid was just a shithead. I think that might be the <laughs> hypothesis that seems to be proving. I mean, after, yeah, I mean, after true, unless the mm. people doing the exorcism exorcisms, there we go, weren't very good at it. Well, Opasnik reports that Halloran, who was present at the exorcism, never heard the boy's voice change, and he thought the boy merely mimicked Latin words he'd heard clergymen say, rather than gaining the sudden ability to speak Latin, which sounds more uh, true <laughs> to me. Yeah. There, uh, yeah. He also reported that when marks were found on the boy's body, like, he had a bunch of, like, scratches and, like, words and stuff that would, like, be carved on him. What? Yeah. Well, Halloran failed to check the boy's fingernails to see if he'd made the marks himself. So he probably did. Of course. Of course. Um, Opasnik also questioned the story of Hugh's attempts to exercise the boy and his subsequent injury, saying he could find no evidence that such an episode had actually occurred. There was a there was a guy who apparently uh, Father Albert Hughes visited the boy's house. Roland hurt him apparently. Apparently, apparently, but there's there's no there's absolutely no evidence of that at all. It's just the priest's word. Well, yeah, it's like one guy's word. It's really weird. Was he by himself? I think sometimes, yeah. Well, I mean, if you got witnesses. Yeah, you know. Halloran failed to check the boy's fingernails to see if he made the marks himself. He uh, also, Opasnik also questioned the story of Hugh's attempts to exercise the boy and his subsequent injuries, saying he could find no evidence that such an episode had ever actually occurred. Opasnik did um, this really extensive investigation. Um... You know, he talked to a bunch of specialists and nobody could find any hard evidence that anything supernatural had occurred. Um, as a matter of fact, all anybody could really say with any empirical evidence was that, you know, the boy had been a very clever trickster who'd pulled pranks to frighten his mother and to fool children in the neighborhood. You so know? he was just a dick. He was just a dick. He was just a dick. Um, skeptic Joe Nickel wrote that there was, quote, simply no credible evidence to suggest the boy was possessed by demons or evil spirits and maintains that the symptoms of possession can be, quote, childishly simple to fake. Yeah. So, so yeah. the kid was just a dick. Yeah. So the movie was based on this dick kid? <laughs> yeah, I, just a dick. Like, just a fucking, just a dick. Like, that was it. Well, the movie was a lot better than this. But yeah, just magically, one day, everything went away. And the boy was fine. <laughs> and the demon went away. <laughs> he decided to not be a dick anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds to me like someone lost their V-card. Oh, he got laid. Uh-huh. Well... We are going to talk a little bit about this young lady named Annalise Michelle. Uh, though many may not know, the horrifying events of the 2005 film The Exorcism of Emily Rose were not absolutely fictional, but kind of loosely based on the actual experiences of a young German girl. That poor girl. Yeah, not a good time, not a good time. Annalise grew up devoutly Catholic in Bavaria, West Germany, in the 1960s, where she attended Mass twice a week. According to allthatsinteresting.com, when Annalise was 16, she suddenly blacked out at school and began walking around, dazed. Although Annalise did not remember the event, her friends and family said she was in a trance-like state. Look at, like, what a cutie she is. She is cute, with her little crown on. I think that's, like, a confirmation picture. 
Oh yeah, maybe. Uh, we'll put it on our Instagram. She really looks beautiful, and like she just uh, she just looks like such a cutie. She looks so young. She does. I mean, she's a young girl in this picture. I think, like I said, I think that's her confirmation. Oh uh, so yeah, she was a little like, bit older yeah, when this. She's probably like happened. twelve or something. Did you uh, did you do anything like that? No. no, I wasn't Catholic. Well, I didn't know. I don't. Fi- I was raised completely secular. I don't know what you baptized. Were you baptized? Yep, Southern Baptist. There you go. There you <clears> go. A bunch of crazy. Dunk your head in the water, <laughs> trying to drown a baby. I'm just playing. well, you know. Uh, a year later, Annalise experienced a similar occurrence where she woke up in a trance and wet her bed. Her body she tangled. She. <laughs> She did. She had an accident. Her body also went through a series of convulsions, causing her body to shake uncontrollably. Which, like a seizure? Like- well, yeah. So keep in mind, this is during the 1960s. And uh, we don't we don't know as much about seizures. So, like, you and I hear that and we're like, obviously, there's a seizure. But... Obviously, she had a medical condition. <laughs> right, right. But devout Catholics... In Germany in the 1960s. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't alive then or there. You know, plus people had an issue with medical things after certain events that had recently occurred. In Germany. They knew about seizures. We did. They were very devoutly religious and they would have rather listened to, you know, religious things than a neurologist. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Like there's a lot of distrust, you know. Just general distrust. Yeah. And you're like, can you blame them? Like, so, you know, someone's grandparents went through that. The story's passed down. Not to trust. Yeah, okay. So after the second time, Annalise visited a neurologist who diagnosed her with temporal lobe epilepsy. See, look at me. I should have been a fucking doctor. You should have been a fucking doctor. I knew what it was for the damn doctors did. <laughs> a disorder that causes seizures. Ha. Huh. Loss of memory. What? And experiencing visual... And auditory hallucinations. And demons, apparently. Which will really explain what sadly happens next. Temporal lobe epilepsy can also cause Gershwin syndrome, a disorder marked by hyper-religiosity, which, yeah, that was that was them what is that? all day. Hyper-religiosity? I mean, just being, like, super religious? It's super-duper califragic hyper-religious. There's a medical <laughs> condition that makes you super-religious? Yeah. That's fucked up. Well, it's it doesn't make you that. It's it's hyper religiosity is like a like a symptom, kind of like how uh, my hyper vigilance is a symptom of my PTSD. Okay. So like I have PTSD, therefore I'm hyper vigilant. Right, right, right. Okay, she got Gershwin syndrome, therefore she is super religious. Well, yeah, and she I don't think she was actually formally diagnosed with Gershwin syndrome, but temporal lobe epilepsy can also cause it. Uh, so okay. it's one of those things where all of these things are sort of like get in that cult mind. It's like a perfect storm. Like her brain is kind of like this uh this fucking uh, uh cauldron right now where all of these things are just like whoosh, that's the sound of demons in your brain, my friend. Okay. If you ever hear it, pal, seizures and demons. <laughs> so this photo right here, again, she's beautiful. We'll she post it really to our Instagram. Um, was her in college right before things got really bad? After her diagnosis, Annalise began taking medication for her epsil- ep- epilepsy. <laughs> epilepsy. <laughs> for her epilepsy and enrolled in university in 1973. So that was cool. She's like college bound. Whoop whoop. However, the drugs she was given failed to help her. And as the year progressed, her condition sadly began to deteriorate. 
Uh, she was still taking her medicine, but Annalise began to believe that she was possessed by a demon and that she needed to find a solution outside of medicine. So, Because she was super religious, she decided she was possessed. Well, yeah, and, you know, like, like we said uh, earlier, you know, she's getting things like visual and auditory hallucinations, memory loss. Um, it, it's possible that at this point uh, the epilepsy had evolved into Gershwin syndrome, and, you know, she was, she was having these kind of side effects like hyper-religiosity and, you know, all of these things, you know, just mixing together to make her feel like, well, obviously. <laughs> I feel really bad for people with epilepsy. I mean, yeah, dude, your brain is like literally um, betraying you. Yeah. So she began to see the face of the devil wherever she went. She said she heard demons whispering in her ears. When she heard demons telling her she was, quote, damned and would, quote, rot in hell while she was praying, she concluded that the devil must be possessing her. So Annalise sought out priests to help with her demonic possession, but the clergy all rejected her request, saying she should seek medical help, and they needed a permission of a bishop anyway. They couldn't just perform an exorcism at somebody's bequest, which is ridiculous, because it's all fucking made up anyway. <laughs> if the person is going to feel better with the placebo effect of religion in any fucking form of it, whether it's a pill or a suppository, you cram it up their ass or shove it down their throat to make sure that they do something like continue living we just want you to feel better just feel better pal like whatever just feel better you say you got a demon in whatever you? you need whatever whatever you believe whatever feel better like I, I, yes they needed to send her to get medical help but to be like sorry we need a bishop to authorize it like fuck off just <laughs> like just do do the thing okay we're not qualified to do splash that right the now. holy water Make make the girl feel better. Right. Anything. My God. You know? So at this point, of course, her delusions had evolved to an extreme point, and she believed she was possessed. So she started doing really uncharacteristic, crazy shit. Uh, she ripped the clothes off her body. She compulsively performed up to 400 squats a day, which makes my quads hurt just thinking about. Yep. Um, yeah like golly like her legs i bet her muscles were gigantic mm, fuck apparently she crawled under a table and she would bark like a dog for two days she also uh and this is she ate spiders Ooh. she bit the head off a dead bird oh she ate coal she licked her own urine from the floor oh gross mm. well when she and her mother finally found a priest ernst alt who believed in her possession, he stated that, quote, she didn't look like an epileptic. What do epileptic people look like? Holy crap. Which, okay. All right. Are you a priest? Or a doctor? Thank you. Because I think that we might be getting a yeah, little yeah. confused. Yeah, just a little overstepping there. Right. Like, you can't see somebody has epilepsy. It's in their brain. Give her the exorcism because, like I said, it's make believe it ain't gonna hurt her. I'm, it does <sighs> hurt people though, man. People die during exorcisms. Well, they are traumatic. For like, I don't even know. Well, but also take her to the hospital, but definitely don't tell Maybe her. Maybe start there. Yeah, like, yeah. Actually, start there and then give her give her the exorcism at the hospital. Just be like, splash some water on her. You know? Yeah. 
whatever whatever makes her happy. Where are you gonna do, do it at the hospital? Do it at the hospital though, right? So these pictures are really disturbing because when you look at them in contrast to she looks sick in that one. She does. She just looks like she's suffering. It's awful. It's awful. A prisoner in her own mind. Yep. Annalise wrote to all, quote, I am nothing. Everything about me is vanity. What should I do? I have to improve. You pray for me. And also once told him, I want to suffer for other people, but this is so cruel. Now, I heard, and I, I don't know, I haven't found anything about it, but it, it's rumored that one of the reasons that she was cool with being possessed and that she would like talk a lot about like suffering for other people is because she genuinely believed that she was uh she was a martyr and she'd thought that she'd been approached by the devil but also been approached by a saint who said that you're going to be um the martyr who is going to die for the sins of Hitler's youth. So you'll die for the sins of of German Germany's children. Okay. And she believed that she was going to die a religious martyr, so she was like totally like cool with i mean at this point she was so far gone she was in too deep (laughs) yeah just way too deep way too deep um within the rabbit hole yeah well she desperately needed medical care yes uh so eventually the request to perform an exorcism was approved but it was ordered that it be carried out in total secret which i had fucking red flag right of course it needs to be in the privacy of A dark room. So over the next 10 months, following the bishop's approval of this exorcism, Alts and Renz conducted 67 exorcisms, lasting up to four hours each on the young woman. Through these sessions, Annalise revealed that she believed she was possessed by six demons. Lucifer, Cain, Judas Iscariot, Iscariot? Mm. I don't know if I can know. Adolf, dumbass, fuckboy, Hitler, Nero, and Fleischmann, a dis- and Fleischmann, a disgraced priest. I mean, all of those people were terrible. Yeah, there's and a photo. You only pointed out Hitler. <laughs> all them people were terrible. Well, they were. I just, re- yeah, yeah. I guess. Well, well, well Lucifer. I mean, what did Lucifer do? Made up. Nero I'd, was a psychopath. Oh, Judas. That's the dude with the talent on Jesus. Oh, I don't know. Did he have a last name? Did they have I last don't, names? I don't know. I, w- I was raised to not... Uh, we didn't do well, all see, that. Well, the thing I about it is... Like, I don't know. Adolf Hitler wasn't a demon. Like, she was possessed by six demons and Adolf... And Nero, they, were, they weren't demons. They were just shitty people. I guess so was Cain. I don't know about, you know... The only one that would actually be a demon is Lucifer. Uh, The only one who would be a demon is her fucking mother, the way that she's holding her in these pictures. Like, look at the cold expression (laughs) on this woman's face. Like, I think it's crazy. Everybody always, like, crops that out in photos to focus on how, like, sick and tortured Annalise looks. But when you see the face of her mother, like, that is not the expression of somebody who... She doesn't who, look concerned. No. She looks like she's burdened by it all. Wow. Well, Annalise claimed that all the spirits were jostling for power, and they would communicate from her mouth with this, like, really low growl. And there's audio... I listened to it when I was about 16. That was 20 years ago. I still remember it, and it still bothers me. And now that I know, like, what it is, it makes me a little sick. So if you really want to hear it, you can find it on YouTube. 
but I'm not going to play a clip of it, and I don't recommend you listen to it because it's not really a demon talking. It's a poor young girl suffering. It's audio of, of, of a girl who's being, like, horrifically mistreated, and she she's completely lost her mind because of, of a lack of care for her medical conditions, and it's just sad. It is sad. So the demons would argue with each other, with Hitler saying things like, people are stupid as pigs, they think it's all over after death, it goes on, and Judas saying Hitler was nothing but a big mouth who had nothing, no real say in hell, like, fucking, like... Again, just terrible uh, people, not demons. Just terrible people. I don't think they would be capable of possessing anybody. Even if demon possession was real, they were just shitty people, not demons. <laughs> Well, she would talk a lot through these sessions about how she was going to be a martyr and die to atone for the wayward youth. She had to atone for everything. and Kind of like Jesus. Yeah, kind of like Jesus. Um, she broke bones okay. and ripped tendons in her knees from oh, continually God. kneeling in prayer. Yeah. Over That's these, intense. I mean, yeah, completely, like, crazy. Again, where was the hospital care for these broken bones and ripped tendons? I don't know. She probably got gangrene. You know? A bunch of infections, staph infections. And that's affecting her mind, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's just like people are like, what killed her? I'm like, I don't know, fucking 30 things. Mental illness and infection. So many things. Her own fucking mother, as it turns out. Jesus. Over these 10 months, Annalise was frequently restrained so the priests could conduct exorcism rites, which is traumatic. She slowly stopped eating and she eventually died of malnutrition and dehydration on July 1st, 1976. She was just 23 years old. Damn. After her death, Annalise's story became a national sensation in Germany after her parents and the two priests who conducted the exorcism were charged with negligent homicide. As they should have been. Hell yeah. They came before the court and even used a recording of the exorcism to try to justify their actions, which again... <laughs> If you listen to it and you know the story of what it is, it is so evidently a, a, a girl who's suffering from mental illness and, like, brain injury and all kind of shit. <laughs> Just all kind of shit. So, the two priests were found guilty of manslaughter, resulting from negligence, and they were sentenced to six months in jail. Six months. <laughs> yeah, so, six months in jail and okay. three years of probation. The parents were exempt from any punishment, as they had, quote, suffered enough, mm. a criteria for sentencing in German law. So, they, you know, they got the, they got the easy sentence there. I mean, they still lost their kid. I mean, yeah. I know she seemed cold in the picture, but... But she probably had a softer side. She probably cared. They were just all crazy religious. Yeah, you're she thought she was right. doing the right thing. And maybe, you know, maybe I don't know. You're I don't a parent. Know what this, I just well, I try to justify all kinds of shit because I find it really hard to believe that a parent could fucking hurt their child. Like I, I just cannot wrap my mind around it. But unfortunately, it happens. It does. It, it happens does. all the time. And here I am trying to justify it. <laughs> like surely they meant something else. They was an accident. Surely she. They meant didn't well. mean to do that surely she meant well <laughs> um so so yeah that's that's annalise i guess i guess in both of those cases you could argue the validity of either claim i know people who think that roland doe was for real for real and he was just a dick i yeah that's my opinion here i'm, I'm here to tell you a kid mean, was just he a dick. was a dick and he was manipulating everybody yeah. and then that poor girl had horrible mental problems mm -hmm. that were just not being addressed absolutely absolutely and then injuries that probably weren't being addressed either oh yeah totally yeah 
it really beggars belief, like, what people will justify, like, people will justify hurting each other, like, physically causing pain and trauma to somebody else because, like, they believe that they're helping them. Like, I'm doing the best thing for you. And it's like, how? <laughs> like, But you're not. <laughs> this this 22-year-old girl has been tied to a bed for hours a day for 10 months and people shouting in her face. And she's got mental problems. And she's not receiving the, the medical attention she needs. I mean, she's seeing shit. It's just unreal. And, and again, it's one of those things where they it's like... traumatizing her even more. Oh, absolutely. We are gonna go to San Jose. Where? San Jose, California. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So what's happening in California? <laughs> well, the Pentecostal faith is very prominent in Latino communities. And is it? yes, and okay. it is very common for them to believe in miracles. Okay. However, exorcisms are definitely not common or typical. So I don't want anybody to think the following story. So the Latinos don't do the exorcisms. Or Pentecostals oh, specifically. Oh, the Pente- okay. Like, Gotcha. I always think it's crazy what people will do in the name of religion, but this specific incident is particularly shocking and tragic. Big trigger warning as the following story deals with the murder of a child. Listener discretion is advised. Shortly after 8 p.m. on September 24th, 2021, the San Jose Police Department received a call about a three-year-old little girl named Arlie Naomi Proctor, who was unresponsive, not breathing, and likely deceased. The call was made by her mother, Claudia Hernandez Santos. Emergency medical workers arrived and took Arlie to a hospital where she was pronounced dead in less than an hour after the call. When paramedics arrived on the scene, they found the location of the call came from a home that also had a church operating out of its back room. The small Pentecostal church, Iglesia Evangelica, was ran by the family who made the call. It was here they found Arlie's tiny body laying on the church floor. She was transported to the Valley Medical Center, where she was pronounced dead on arrival. Her mother, Claudia, her uncle, Rene Hernandez Jr., and her grandfather and preacher, Rene Hernandez Sr., were all present in the church when Arlie died. According to statements given to police on the scene, all three grown fucking adults believed that Arlie was possessed by a demon. A three-year-old? A three-year-old. Probably throwing a temper tantrum. They brought her to the church to pray over her, attempting to get the demon out. Mm. Of course. The toddler. The toddler, yes. Now, I have personally witnessed this phenomena. Your son has had demons inside of him multiple times. (laughs) Has he? And I have prayed to God that the demon will leave my friend alone. (laughs) Just leave her alone. My God, when the, when he was four, it was like you had a fucking torture specialist living with you. Like, he would throw things in your eye. He would, like, kick oh, your God. shins. Yes. No. So violent. No. So violent. I mean, a lot of it was an accident. Ah. I mean, he's just spazzy and flingy and accidents happen. And so very, very violent. I'd be like, she's not going to survive. He, he does just... like to try to tackle people. He hasn't done that in a while. It but was, when he was, was about scary. waist high, he would like run into you and try to tackle you. He would. I'd go to give him a hug and I'd be like bracing myself, like trying yeah. to like hang on to furniture, like, uh, like. But 
he doesn't. He's not violent. He's no, a sweet. no, no, no. He's, he's a just, sweet. He's a sweetie. He's, he's just a sweetie. excited and aggressive and ADHD. <laughs> poor little thing. He's just all over the place. He he can't control himself. But kids, my point is, it ain't is, demons. Though. It ain't demons. They wild the fuck out, but it ain't demons. Yeah, he's just wild. Jesus, people you gotta rein that shit in every yeah, now and then. Yeah, you gotta remind him, like, ah, oh, you know, you're not a wild thing. You live in right. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> you need to chill out and live under my roof as a human. <laughs> yes, act like the people do. Yeah. So these grown adult adults decided that they had to get the demon out of her. Yes, naturally. Yes, because Arlie's mother, Claudia, said that the night before, you're going to love this, her daughter woke up in the middle of the night screaming and crying, and she couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. She's fucking three. Like, kids wake up in the middle. I swear, my kid wakes up in the middle of the night literally all the time. I don't think I've slept through the night his entire, well, I guess more recently, because he's almost eight, but... It's taken that long. I mean... He would go to sleep, I would put him in his bed, he gets up 2 o'clock in the morning and comes and finds me. Every single night, his entire damn life. Like, of course, some nights he screams and cries, some nights he just comes and gets me and lays down, you know. That's normal. That's what they do. That's normal. God, when I was a kid, I would lay in my bed and holler, Mom! (laughs) (laughs) I I sometimes thought that uh, something was wrong with my brothers, because one day, uh, Brandon, when he was like six, he said, uh... When I grow up, I want to see what people look like on the inside. What? And she was like, you mean like in surgery, like like where mommy works? And he was like, no. And then he just, look, he just looked out the window and dropped it. Just, he just dropped it. it. That, yeah, no. he just let it hang. No. No, just the inside. No. I was like, holy shit. What? What does that even mean? You're raising Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, my God. But How is not. this happening? No, no. He, he's wonderful. See? See what I mean? It can be missing. See what I mean? Yeah. And I would wake up sometimes when I was watching Tyler. Kids are crazy. He would be hovering over me, staring at me while I slept. I mean, I, I get the same thing all the time. You, and you do When think, you have a kid, shit happens. Is this a demon? No, it's not a demon. That's no. just how kids are. They're fucking psychos. It's a child. They're like tiny little narcissists. I mean, <laughs> they grow out of it, most of them, I guess. But they are. Like, they're very self-centered. It's all, like, everything's about them. If they scream, they cry, they throw fits. Well, they imagine... They have tantrums. It's not a demon. Imagine calling your brother every time Axel was screaming and crying and you couldn't figure out what was wrong in the middle of the night. How many times you would have had to bother him with your shit. He would have turned his phone off. He <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. You ain't figured out how to be a parent yet? Go away. <laughs> I got my own problems. <laughs> I got my own children. So she called her brother Renee Jr. to come over because she she genuinely believed her little girl was possessed and she thought they needed to pray over her. So, you know, thoughts and prayers, once again, yeah. showing their effectiveness. Um, For whatever reason, the prayer didn't seem to calm Arlie down. I can't I believe that know. a prayer yeah. didn't calm down a three-year-old. I, you would think. I mean, just, I just... The, the power of God, right? <laughs> makes her feel happy. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody understood it, but she just kept crying all night long. I oh mean, you know. So around 6 a.m., they got in the car and drove over to the church to try to perform an exorcism. Naturally. Now here's where it gets full dark, no stars. 
When they got there, they laid her on the altar, and Claudia, Arlie's fucking mother, had attempted to stick her fingers down her daughter's throat while squeezing her neck to try to get her to throw up because she believed that she could eventually dispel the demon by vomiting. Okay. Claudia described how Arlie would, quote, fall asleep several times throughout. Because she was choking the shit out of her. Like, what the fuck? If you're going to gag somebody, you just stick your fingers down their throat. You don't squeeze their neck, too. I mean, squeezing your neck's just going to... That chokes people. I don't... She wasn't qualified to do well, this. Well, I'll... I'll, I'll I don't believe the story, but oh. I'll, I'll tell you my, my theory I'm getting all in a worked up. Yeah. No, I absolutely, I did too. This, that's why I put a big fat old trigger warning on it because like this story pisses me the fuck off. Like this is a, this is an ugly, ugly, ugly story. Claudia described how Arlie would fall asleep several times throughout her attempt to make her vomit while she continued to push on her throat, which of <laughs> course was restricting the flow of fucking oxygen to her tiny three-year-old brain. You piece of human trash. At some point during the exorcism, Arlie's grandfather and Claudia's father, Renee Sr., showed up at the church to assist with their prayer. Oh, goody. All three then held Arlie while she screamed and cried as they attempted to get her to throw up. Oh, my God. I know. Like, no wonder the kid is screaming and crying. You're trying to get her to throw up. <laughs> and now, like, her grandpa and her uncle are there. Pushing like, on her neck and her stomach and holding her down. And, like, what were they going to do if she threw up? She would have choked on it. What were they trying to do? I... I, I, I get rid of the demon you can't throw up demons well she didn't eat a fucking demon (laughs) so apparently one would hold her by the neck another would hold her around the abdomen and another person would hold on to her legs so she she couldn't really like get around yeah because she's a three-year-old like i don't even know why it took three people you're fucking toddler with three grown people holding her down According to Renee Sr., her grandfather, she had tried to fight back, (coughs) scratching at his arms as he held her down. Yeah, of course. So she had tried to fight back, scratching at her grandfather's arms as he held her down, which I can't imagine how this man was able to do that. Like, I don't know how he was, like, physically capable of continuing to do that while his his three-year-old grandchild is, like scratching and screaming like that just amazes me how was this three-year-old capable of overpowering him enough to scratch him if he's holding her down i guess it's kind of like how they get wiggly like sometimes my 10 pound dog get gets wiggly you, but do you know what i mean like lyra gets wiggly sometimes yeah like if she really wants out of your arms she'll get out yeah you know but after hours of trying to get her to throw up she finally did and claudia described <laughs> it as a clear and purple liquid she finally threw up which i think i know what that was and it's not pleasant still they continued at around 7 p.m arlie's uncle renee hernandez jr knelt beside the toddler lying on the church floor and placed one hand on the victim's chest and one hand on her back he then applied pressure for around 10 minutes while he closed his eyes and prayed so her uncle has one hand on top of his three-year-old niece's chest and one underneath her and he's squeezing her 32 pound body for a full 10 minutes according to his own words oh my god she couldn't breathe when he finally got bored of all that fantastic helpful praying that he was doing he opened his eyes shocked to find that Arlie was completely limp and no longer breathing. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's who'd a, have thought? Amazing. Squeeze the shit out of a three-year-old for ten minutes and then wonder why she's not breathing. Her little lungs couldn't breathe? Couldn't force your hands out? Well, they believed she had died, so what did they do? Well, they did not attempt to revive her by performing CPR. Oh my god. They did not immediately call 911. Instead, what do you think they did, pal? Did they pray? Oh, you guessed it. Tell her what she won. (laughs) They prayed over her. 
Yeah. Oh my God. Yep. Because, you know, that worked so well the first time. Absolutely ridiculous. And then, after all that, more praying, two hours after she died, they called the emergency line to let them know that she had passed away. Oh. Yep. Two hours. Just kind of reporting it after the fact. Yeah. The autopsy performed by the medical examiner confirmed everything in the witness statements. The autopsy report showed that Arlie died due to asphyxia from smothering and mechanical asphyxiation, which, in case you don't know, is force applied to the chest as well as the mouth and the neck. Yes. The reports noted that she had visible injuries to her body, particularly on her face around the eyes and numerous bruises on her neck. She also had injuries to her tongue and mouth, so she's probably like biting. And yeah. The most pronounced of all of her injuries were to her neck and chest, as well as internal bleeding in the heart, bowel, and pancreas oh my God, caused by the chest pressure. Her. They did, yeah. And I believe in that it's not backed up by anything. So maybe if somebody out there is like a medical person, you can offer some info up. I think that that clear purple liquid that her shit bag of a mother claimed came out of her was actually blood and fluid from like the internal injuries. And oh, yeah. Because they, they were literally like, like crushing her. Oh, poor thing. Her stomach contents were basically empty. She hadn't eaten since the day before she died and had only been given around six ounces of water within the last 24 hours. The manner of death was absolutely ruled as homicide. Little Arlie had suffered greatly the last terrifying moments of her brief life at the hands of her mother, her uncle, and her grandfather. God, that's fucked up. And there is this absolutely heartless and just idiotic video of this bitch, Claudia Hernandez, on YouTube. She posted this like 20 days after he sh she killed her toddler. And she's all like, ha -ha, like, comment, and subscribe. What? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Real quick. Even though there is a lot of positive things, and I could say, like, oh, I'm not going to see her grow up, this and that. But like I told you, like, there's no point of me doing that, you know? Because it is what it is. It is what it is, you know? So, yeah, like, of course, when I think about her, you know, I get sad and I cry and I miss her. Of course, I miss her every day, every second of the day, you know? Yeah, you sound like it. And you know what? I I'm going to tell you guys a little bit. Like, I remember after she passed away. <sighs> it's crazy, you know, because when she passed away, she was with me. You know, of course, I'm her mom. Why would she not be with me? Yeah, that's it. Because I can't stand, I, I can't stand to hear more she of this bitch's voice. Didn't care at all that this goes on for forty minutes. That's a forty-minute-long video of her just talking. Yes, she chews gum. She laughs. She talks about her three-year-old saying shit like it is what it is. And this quote is, it is what it is. Oh yeah, it well, is what it is. Was, I just murdered my child, but it is well, what it is. You know, it just is. She what was it is. possessed, so you know. She said, quote, you know, like, I cannot change the past. I've got to be positive about the situation. Like, at least she's not suffering. Like, in this world, we suffer so much. And especially nowadays, like, everything is so bad. Like, everything's just going downhill. And that's what I'm thankful for, you know, that she's not going to grow up in that world. Oh, my God. She's not going to grow up in that world because you fucking took her out of the world. You. Mm. Oh, my God. Well, she's looking at 25 to life. So, well, you know. She gets it. That's yeah. fucked up. Um, as for super preacher granddaddy, what did mm. he have to say for himself? Well, if you read the Bible, you'll see that Jesus casts away demons and made sick people healthy again. It's not he when, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, 
<sighs> Again, with the sacrilegious, like, well, when did you get to decide that you had the power of healing? Right. When did you become Jesus? That's crazy, right? I guess they had a really, really <laughs> Sorry, positive. I mean, uh, you, no, you're good. You're shit. good. Um, it, you know, maybe they had a really good tent revival. Maybe <laughs> he got he got superpowers. So he said, if you read the Bible, you'll see that Jesus casts away demons and makes made people sick people healthy again. It's not when I want to do it. It's when God in his will wants to heal the person. The preacher is like an instrument of God. What we do is what God says. All three are currently incarcerated and awaiting trial. Hopefully they will get the fucking book thrown. So that has been another awesome, fantastic episode of Creepy Tapas. Bag it on up like a U-Haul truck. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you want to keep up on things, you can hit us up on all social media. All of them. At? Creepy Tapas. <laughs> That's right. We're just Creepy Tapas. All over the damn place. <laughs> Creepy Tapas is a free podcast, and we intend to keep it that way. But if you like what you hear and want to support us, please like, rate, and review. It helps us grow so we can keep serving our tiny tastes of terror to amazing listeners like you. We would love to hear from you, so send us your personal stories to creepytapas at gmail.com. We are self-written and recorded with production by Freddy Cat Productions, music by Kevin McLeod, and graphics by Panther Creek Graphics. Darkcast Network. Indie pods with a dark side.